Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. <laughs> Red in the house. Is it really June 13th? Be still, my heart. Where has this year been going? We've been waiting for this year, a year of recovery, of hopefully a lot of wellness going around the world. We've been waiting for two years, and it's here, and it's flying by. I don't know how. Radio Red in the house. Happy to be here. I've got a full house for you, and interestingly enough, two of the actresses from the TV show Full House are celebrating their birthday today just by sheer coincidence, but a couple of my guests might say there are no coincidences. We'll find out about that. As I said, it is June 13th. It is the 164th day of the year, Gregorian calendar. I always do a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Gregor, whatever his mommy called him. We're still using your calendar and we thank you very much. There are 201 days left in the year. If you're somebody who likes to drink something special on New Year's Eve, it might be time to brew it to buy it, to shop it, to store it, whatever it is, because the shelves will be running dry very early this New Year's Eve because we're so happy we're all still here. I'll leave it at that. We're in the Western Zodiac sign, yes, of Gemini, May 21st to June 20th, almost done. Geminis are constantly juggling their hobbies, their passions, their careers, and their friend groups. They are social butterflies. We'll leave it at that. I think everybody's an honorary Gemini today. Let's do a quick shout-out to LLL, and then we'll get on with the show. So everybody, please, on the count of three, join me with Hello, LLL. Here we go. One, two, Three. Hello, L-L-L. Josh, my engineer, it was at the best ever. I say that every week, but I think this really was. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She's still living in Whitestone, New York. I've been taking up a fictitious GoFundMe campaign for about five years now, trying to get her to move to London. And because it's fictitious, I haven't been able to give her the money to move. So she's still in Whitestone, but we love her anyway. At 8.01 p.m., I will get an email from her, LLL. She signs it legs, L-E-G-Z. We made that up. We used to go dancing together. We, we were both in a dance class, and I've been a dance teacher for years. And we met and we stayed friends. I, I haven't seen the woman in probably 10 years, and we're still friends. Isn't that the most wonderful kind? And she will listen to what all of you say, and she will write me a little note a little report on what she gleaned from each of you and how much she enjoyed learning from you so there you go okay so let me tell you who's on the show today we've already got them set up on facebook and let me tell you just a little tiny bit we have a lady named grandma ness her real name is anessa she's been on the show before but her (laughs) new name is grandma ness she's an artist and the author of a children's picture book series adventures in healing and her grandchildren helped her put it together with ideas. She's an artist and illustrator, and her goal is to have it available in hospitals to help kids who need to be there and free to everybody. So thank you, Ness. You'll be giving us a full bio in a minute. Welcome back. I was delighted to see you at the Publicity Summit, so thank you for joining me. We have Dr. David Chotka, C-H-O-T-K-A. Just to be clear, it sounds like a lot of other words, but it's not. He is full of energy. We met, he came on 15 minutes before when I set up Zoom before anybody, and we had a long chat. He's the director of Spirit Equip 
Ministries. He's the author of several books. He's got three there in front of him or behind him. But the Amazon bestseller we might be talking about just a little bit is called, Hey, Are You There? It's Me, God. Do things happen? Do, do things, spirits move you? Do things move around? Do coincidences happen? Well, David says that's whatever your God is, that's God speaking to you. We'll do a little bit. We all know this is not a face-based show, but David is a newcomer to social media, which he's learning to use to promote his books. So we're going to talk a little bit about his learning curve. He didn't grow up cutting his teeth on social media. None of us did, I don't think. <laughs> so we're going to get a couple lessons learned from David. Thank you very much. We have Judy Bailoff with us. She's the author of a beautiful book, 360, there it is, 365 Days of Abundance, how to Create a Life of Wealth, Happiness, Wisdom, and Inspiration. Judy loves careers. She's been a nurse. She's been an aerobics instructor. She's been a banker. She's been a financial advisor. She's been a retail manager. She's worn hats and hats and hats, and there's beautiful Judy, and she's going to talk a little bit about her creativity and how we can use our brains to get rid of good and bad luck and think better and make them work for us as a learning tool. Judy, thank you for accepting my invitation. And then we have Karen Owak, O-W-O-C. I learned to say it correctly. She has a lot of letters after her name. It's not alphabet soup. She's an A-C-S-M-C-E-P. She's an A-C-S-M-C-E-T. She'll tell us what those mean. She's a clinical exercise physiologist specializing in cardio pulmonary rehabilitation. She's also a regular health expert on a San Francisco TV station. I admire that. And she's the author of a wonderful book. I I tried to read it and I learned so much. I fell off my chair today, Karen. It's Athletes in Aprons, the Nutrition Playbook to Break 100. And by the way, I think David told me before the show, your mom was 104. Is that correct? Grandma, my grandma. Gram grandma, my mom was 100. 100 years, one month, and 15 days. And her, her best friend, Gertrude, lived to 104. So we've got a lot of people who may or may not have read your book, Karen, because it wasn't there when they were there. And they figured it out without having to learn it. But your book teaches a lot. And I learned a lot of things just from reading the first 25 pages of your book. I was overwhelmed with good knowledge. You did a really nice job on it. So thank you for sending. So that's my show today. Oh, it's just starting. It's not over. We're calling this Read My Lips Abundance of Creativity. Do you all like that title? I have to come Beautiful. up with a new title. You yeah. like Absolutely that? Thank beautiful. you. Because yes. I was looking at, at, Judy, I stole the word abundance from your book, but it dawned on me that you're also creative and we have so much of it here. And I'm running out of titles for the show every week. So I, I got to come up with something. So next week it'll be the creativity playbook. I'll come up. I just came up with that. I'll have somebody she remind me. I, I did. I did. Okay, so let's go around the table and get some full bios. Take about three minutes each. Grandma Ness, so happy to see you back. When were you on my show? About two years ago? When was it? Oh, geez, that was the end of last year. Oh, last year. Okay, with but Bill, your husband, right? Like it's been so long. This year has gone quicker than any I can even think of before. And yes, I'm putting you on full screen view, and please take about three minutes and tell us the full story of who is Grandma Ness. And tell us all about your book. It sounds your books sound fascinating. Go ahead. It's wonderful. It's called Bernie and Babs versus the virus. And Bernie is a white blood cell, Babs is a T cell, and takes children on a visualization that they can use as a healing routine for themselves. Now it starts off, and the baddies come and invade the body, the virus. And Bernie needed a spaceship, according to my grandson, Alex, which we have not yet worked in. But we're going to be working in the spaceship. Babs the Bot Queen 
needed to be prettier. So she is actually prettier than she started off in the book. And they take a journey and they knock the baddies on the head with magic rubber hammers and waste disposal. And then Babs the Bot Queens check in at the Cranial Control Center and they reprogram the DNA and make sure the telomeres are long enough and then everybody has a party and we move on. And it's fun. It's fun, but it's also useful. Nessa, when ne- I'm going to call you Nessa because I know your real name is Anessa. So forgive me yeah. if I put the A on there, but Grandma Ness. I, I can't, I have trouble calling you Grandma because you're not my grandma. You're Ness. You're Nessa. Ness, <laughs> do me a favor. When yes. did the idea come to you? Let's just focus back on creativity a little bit. When did the idea come to you? I know you're dealing with some physical issues in your own life, if I remember correctly. When did the idea come to you? I'm going to do it in a children's book that will help kids get through there. Just briefly, give us a little more background, please. 30 years ago, the idea came to me because I used to tell my children when they got ill, which wasn't very often, to send their bugs out. And they knew I meant white blood cells, and I knew I meant white blood cells. And I thought, oh, one of these days I'm going to do a book about it. One, do a book about it. Well, we're all stuck at COVID. All the kids are living with me. All of my kids are living with me. And well, of course, this is the perfect time to get out a very big, very messy project and get going on it. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and with the character of Bernie went through 30 to 40 different characters before we got the right Bernie and Babs the Bot Queen. And she started off as an antihistamine, which is a totally different look than what she has now. And then she kind of went to the maid on the Jetsons. That old cartoon way back. And so we can change that up. But uh, they were there through every panel, every painting. A couple of them had to be done twice because of bumped elbows. And But I wouldn't have had it any other way. I'm currently working on Bernie and Babs versus the allergies. And sometimes I miss the chaos. It's mm. beautiful. But Thank that's you. how it started. And you know something? Creativity can be chaotic, can't it? Sometimes that's what it is. It's this mess of ideas going around saying, should I, should I, will I, won't I, do I have to, how do I, when will I, can I, what will it be? And there's this, this mm-hmm. sense of chaos, curiosity and chaos and capabilities. And next? That's right. What happens next? So when thank you very much. Painting. Oh, I'm sorry. When I sit down to do a painting, I, I look at an empty canvas for hours. Then all of a sudden the image shows up and okay, I go paint it. I just leave an empty canvas on my counter and I just get all my paints out and I just one day just start doing it and it come and walk away for a day and then I go back to it and I do something else. And it's, it's always a work in progress until I know it's Mm -hmm. done. David might want to address that. How do I know? David Chaka, (laughs) Dr. David. So nice of you to join me 15. I said to David, you're 15 minutes early. He said, well, we got a lot to talk about. So we did, we did. We swapped stories. David, I'm putting you on full screen view. Would you please equally do me the honor of introducing? Sure. Well, I'm on this program because I'm a high tech redneck. I use my CD for my coffee cup and then I drink my coffee. (laughs) That's old technology. Uh, I'm here to talk about how I've been learning about how to do this. But uh, I'm, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for more than 30 years. And uh, now I'm traveling. I, I've, actually, I've actually traveled to 17 countries to, to, to do conferences and events and that kind of thing. And I'm always learning about things that I have not learned before. And there's lots to learn. <laughs> so um, I, how, do I, how do I describe how this happened? Um, 
I wound up in a situation where I was trying to figure out what I should write for my first book. And I'd done a doctoral work on my first book. And, um, and it's published in this book. And um, you don't want to read it because it's too much money and it's too thick and it's just too much information. Anyway, in regards to that, um, I had a lady in my church who told me that what I should do is make what I learned in the technical thing popular. Make it easy to understand. Make it easy to read. And I said, that's ridiculous. You don't want to do that. That's not going to help us. Nobody's going to want to buy this thing on this kind of information. So if this is going to work, I have to have a national assignment. And she said, well, I'm going to pray you get a national assignment. So I went to bed that night and I woke up the next day and I got a phone call from the national office of my denomination asking me if I would do that very thing. And so that's how it happened. That's how it started. And that's how I wound up doing this, uh, this assignment. So here we are. So what do you want to do with that story? Well, that's very interesting. Is that, and I think Judy's going to talk a little bit about vibrations. Does somebody have any machinery in the background? I'm hearing a very loud noise, like something's running, almost like a blender. No? Do you hear it? I hear, the, getting, I hear the hiss too. My microphone, my phone is off. I just have it's a microphone. It's getting a louder and louder. Uh, Josh, do you hear it? We're getting a very loud background noise, like a shh. It's almost louder than everybody's voices. My keyboard is off. If you have any, any, any opening, I tell you what, everybody mute except the person who's talking. So, David, if you would, oh. It's not me. Yep. It just I'm, went, I'm not. It so just went away. Else. It just yep. went away. Wonderful. David, I was going to say, how has the book been received that has the word God in the title? And do people, and you and I talked about this before, whoever no, lowered that noise, thank you very much. It was, it was overwhelming, not just annoying, but it was overwhelming. David, people come up to you with stories once you open the conversation which you and i did before yep. the ladies joined us yep. I, david told me a story and then i'm just bubbling up with stories about what i thought were maybe coincidences or synchronicities or odd things happening that i couldn't explain and according to david in his book it was god <laughs> yeah that's right speaking. <laughs> yeah air quotes speaking to me so david how often do you get stories back from people just briefly what do you think Anytime I tell a story, I get a story back. It's the most remarkable thing. I was just I was just in a church on the weekend, and I told a couple of stories, and people walked up to me at the door, and they started telling me stories. <laughs> I, I, I wound up doing a conference, and uh, people were, are afraid of talking about these stories. But as soon as you talk about the story, the next thing you know, they're in the middle of conversation with you about the very same kind of phenomena. And some of them describe it as God. Some of them describe it as, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, or spirit. I, I told, they do talk about spirit. Yes, that's correct. And I told so, David that the, when we did a, a, that noise is coming back, when we did a, a memorial for my dad years ago in Florida, my mother held a beautiful luncheon and asked people to bring stories and jokes. My dad loved to tell stories and he loved to tell jokes. He was a doctor and he made his patients feel relaxed and comfortable by telling him Tell, telling him about a book he'd read or telling them a joke. He kept, when, we, when he passed away, we found in his wallet a list of punchlines because he couldn't remember the punchlines, but he knew the jokes. So we found a list a list of punchlines in his little, he had a little tiny handwriting and he, he, he we found the punchlines. So anyway, uh, we were at, we came back from this beautiful luncheon my mother had for him. It was a month after he passed away and we're sitting in the kitchen of their condo in, in Boca talking, the family, and all of a sudden we heard a crash and a glass of cold milk had exploded in the refrigerator. Cold milk without a lid or without a cap for no physical reason. And my dad's favorite drink was cold milk. You see, I told you a story and you told me a story. Yes, and that was one of the ones I wanted to tell David when he told me his story because it just bubbled up, no pun intended about the milk. And, <laughs> and we, we cleaned it up and we never had, there was no physical 
manifestation of why it would have happened. It made so, no sense. Go ahead, David. So I told one of these stories to Jack Canfield, and he started telling me a story. <laughs> so I, I so think Jack Canfield, people are relieved. I think people are relieved to be able to have somebody to tell them to. So, yeah, and I, I told my story. It was actually a story about how somebody prayed that I would show up at their door at 10 o'clock at night. Yep. And I showed up at their door at 10 o'clock at night. And Jack Canfield said, that's amazing. Let me tell you a story. And he told another story about somebody meeting somebody through these so-called chance coincidences. And he was so delighted. He read the whole manuscript and he wrote the foreword. And so what I think needs to happen, I think people just need to know that it's okay to tell a story about something that they cannot explain. Yes. And uh, what I try to do in the book is to give them the tools to be able to pay attention to those moments, those voices, and to put that in the context, and I'm a Christian believer, I put it in the context of Christian faith. Actually, it works beautifully in the context of Jewish faith as well. Yes. I just spoke about Naaman the Syrian in the Old Testament. He heard the voice, and he wasn't even a Jew. He was somebody who fought the Jews. And he meets Elisha the prophet. The next thing you know, he's hearing the voice. And so this guy, who didn't know anything about this, has this encounter and he's telling a story and you did too. And I suspect that if I went around the circle, everybody in this room would tell me a story. Yes. And I have a feeling, I don't think we'll have time on the show because we have so many guests today, but if we stick around, if you all stick around for a few minutes after, we'll ask you to tell a story or maybe you'll weave it into your bio. Who knows? Thank you, David. <laughs> Judy Bailoff. So happy to see you. I was delighted to meet you at the recent publicity summit. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself? Judy, you're up. Judy, you're muted, my dear. Hit that mute button. Unmute. There you go. I wanted to be sure I wasn't the buzz. Thank you. <laughs> I am thrilled to be here, by the way. Thank you for the invite. I, I'm really old, so I can't, a short bio is hard, but um, I'll do it this way. I've had seven careers, two husbands, uh, and just wrote my second book. So two books. So that's my statistics. Uh, I met my husband on match.com, my wonderful current husband. And the biggest change in my life was ha having open heart surgery. And as a side effect, having five strokes Ooh. where I lost my ability to read, write complex thinking, the use of my right hand and my balance. Hmm. And the recovery from that, when I looked back at it, I realized I needed to write a book with the laws that had got me through it, my faith and the laws, because I learned about the universal laws from Bob Proctor. And you noticed probably that he wrote the foreword for my book. Yes, I did. Because he really, he really gave me the tools to look at the fact I it literally woke up. So I'll tell you the creativity part of it. I woke up on January 7th of 2021. So that's dead center of COVID, right? We're yep. in the thick of it. And, and I'd been going through some classes with Bob Proctor. I was in a master class with him. And I said to my husband, I said, somebody should write a book that puts together the scriptures, the universal laws, mm -hmm. the 13 principles of wealth and success from Napoleon Hill into like a daily reading that has a quote and an affirmation. And, and so it, it's kind of a help to get you through the day. And then of course, God said to me, I think you should do it. So I started that day and I, I called my daughter who's an editor. And I said, if I was gonna write a book and I wanted to get it out in time for Christmas, how much would I need to write a day? And she goes, 
three posts a day and you'll get it done. I got up at 5.30 every day and that energy came from somewhere else because I am not an early riser. And I had more fun creating this book and writing this book. And this is what I'll say about creativity. When you get that message to do something, to create something, everything you see will be a story. We were on vacation and my husband said, hey, I think we're really close to the Flight 93 Museum. We should go see it. That was a, a soul shattering visit, but it was, it's one of the best posts in the book about that visit, about hearing those voices on that plane, about what those people did. So I had so much fun creating it and I love it so much. My husband and I read it every morning to start our day off. That, that's lovely. And you talk about where did this energy come from? You're not an early riser, but seeing things and stories. I'm, I've been writing my very sarcastic, scathing, I won't tell you what it's about, novel, trying to write it for six months. And I'll pick it up. I'll do an hour one night. I'll do a half hour. I'll do 20 minutes. It just, it's here. It's a Word document. And I can, but Judy, I will see something and I'll say, OMG, that belongs in my book, or that's a note. Or somebody will say something, and I'll write courtesy, write courtesy of. I'll write, make a note in the in the side notes somewhere. Put this in here. So I'm taking active notes, but I'm noticing. It's like if you're looking for, for a certain car, and you're on the highway. Mm-hmm. Every other car you see will be that car. Well, as I'm attuned to what I'm trying to write, things come to me, and I say, "Ah." Oh, that belongs in my book. That belongs. That gave me an idea. And I'm constantly going into the manuscript and and making a note that I want to put something in there or a quote. And it's just, I'm having a blast. I think I'm enjoying the process more than finishing the book. (laughs) It needs to be finished. Judy, thank you for for sharing that. And uh, yeah, creativity comes in interesting packages. And sometimes it just bonks you on the head, like with one of the rubber hammers in Ness's... (laughs) Grandma Ness's book, and I go, Bonk, you're the one, write that damn book, right? I picked you. Very interesting. Yes. And and Judy, I'm glad you're well because you look healthy and beautiful. And I'm glad that you survived. Grateful every day. I bet. I bet. Well, you look like a grateful, very healthy, beautiful person. So I yeah, I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. Then let's move on before I get too mopey here. Karen. You are so patient. You know I'm coming to you next. Karen has a very unique story as well. Talk about creativity. Karen, I'm putting you on speaker view. Welcome and please do us the honor of your bio. Karen Owak, go ahead. Well, thank you for having me. I am a genuine Gemini. <laughs> I just just had my birthday last week. Happy and birthday. Uh, My 39th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Benny, shades of Jack Benny, we know. Okay. So I am a clinical exercise physiologist. So actually, someone like Judy would be one of my patients. Uh, I currently work for the VA. So most of my patients are uh, Vietnam combat veterans. I, I work in cardiopulmonary rehab. So they they have problems as a consequence of their service, their trauma, And I use creativity every day because I'm always trying to come up with ways to motivate them and come up with different programs for them. Uh, When we first spoke, I had told you that when I was a kid, I loved art. I was the little artist in the classroom. I was was rather shy, so I was the one doing the costumes for all the plays, the set design for all the plays. And and then when I went on to, 
to middle school, I thought, well, art was fun. You know, I can't make a career out of that. That's just fun. <laughs> How wrong I was. But, but so I went into the sciences. So never took an art class until my first child was five years old. Did I take a, a, an art class and I did painting and jewelry. And I find that I have, um, I have all that creativity um, still pent up, and and it came out in my book. Thank you so much for reading it, mm -hmm. and uh, with social media, Dr. David Chotka. <laughs> so that's where I just revamped my whole Instagram uh, uh, page. So I, I, it was really fun because I was able to really get into the creative side. Karen, I want to know about your jewelry. You create jewelry. What kind? When? What inspired you? What kind of materials do you use? When do you do it? Do you have a workshop? Do you have a studio? Do you have a factory? Just give us a little more. Oh, just uh, Japanese seed beads and some of the gemstones. So uh, those Japanese seed beads are those really tiny one millimeter seeds that I would weave and, and make jewelry out of it. One day... I used to have all my different colors and vials on my desk, and one day my my little one came up and he took all those vials and poured them into my working tray. And he goes, "Mommy, look how beautiful all these colors are." I mean, they were beautiful, but I pretty much had a heart attack because to try and try and sort those all out and put them in their vials again that was impossible so what did you do did it inspire something it did so I, I did use it to uh, create a, some, a piece of jewelry that was multicolored and and my other son, he had done, uh, when I was a drawing, I was doing a sketch, and he came over and started drawing something on my <laughs> my paint, my, uh, my work, and I kind of made something out of that, which was really special because it meant that my son's little part of, was part of that drawing. Very nice. And there we had Ness with her grandchildren helping to inspire her, and Karen with her her sons <laughs> interfering, or shall we say, interjecting a new yeah. level of creativity into what you were doing. Very, very interesting. What an interesting group. What I'd like to do is you all sent me, you were very generous. I asked you for a quote from a fictional TV or movie character or a song lyric that had nothing on the surface to do with creativity. I've done my research on the background on the quotes. I'm not going to sit here and read all the movie and song backgrounds, but Interesting, interesting sources. I appreciate the work you all did for that. I'm going to read the quote from each of you with a little tiny bit of background. Ness, you're first, so if you'd unmute, that would be great. Thank you. And I've sure got the no, you're you're back fine. Of the you're fine. It might be somebody's um, uh, fan on their computer. Uh, Josh and I tried to figure out what it is. I don't think it's anybody's fault. It just happens. So, oh. Ness, I'm going to read your quote with a little bit of background, and I'd like you to take. Let's limit it to two minutes because we have a lot to do. Okay, okay. and we're we're at halfway already. So my time flies when you've got a fun panel. So let's go, Grandma Ness. You sent me a quote from Charlotte from the movie Charlotte's Web, 1973 American animated musical drama film. The song is. Mother Earth and Father Time, and the beautiful, wonderful actress Debbie Reynolds was the voice of Charlotte. And here's the line Ness has selected. How very special are we for just a moment to be 
part of life's eternal rhyme. Oh, I listened to the song. I found a YouTube clip and it was lovely. Ness, tell Isn't us a little bit about- Isn't she just like butter on that song? Oh my God, she just, oh, it's like butter. You could eat that up. Oh, it's gorgeous. So tell me I, how you picked it. I watched the movie more than I had to and then I had children and I watched it again more than I had to and then I had grandchildren and I watched it again more than I had to because the songs and it were fun or or that one was just so poignant. So, yeah, it was just watching it too much instead of getting things done. And what does it have to do with creativity? Why, how, how does it work with our theme? When we no longer think of ourselves as being in a real world with real things that are happening to us and real schedules and real time, then we can be part of life's eternal rhyme where things somehow just flow together and work together. I constantly get to a point where my brain gets kind of stuck and I just say, I'm going to work out on this without being present. And then I come back in an hour and a half or so and the answer is there. And to me, that is working within life's eternal rhyme. Thank you. That was lovely. I appreciate that. We we get, some people are quoting Wizard of Oz from 1935 and The King and I from 1942 or 57 or something. I love when the quotes go way back in time. So thank you for that. That was only not that far ago. David Chotka has picked a quote from Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford, Star Wars, the franchise created by George Lucas, the character of Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford, first appeared in the 1977 film, and uh, he reprised his role in 1980, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi in 83. And here's the quote. I think it's been quoted, in a, it comes from a lot of movies, but I did find it in this one. I've got a really bad feeling about this. <laughs> David, I love it because I'm not sure where in the blank you're going to go with this. What does this have to do with creativity? David, go ahead. Well, actually, I quoted in the book. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually one of the chapters. Because uh, most people are disconnected between their head and their heart. And the battle is to put your head inside your heart and your heart inside your head. And if you can join those two things together, you're actually going to be an integrated person and able to pay attention to things that really count. And so I love that quote. Actually, the robot C-3PO says it in one of the things. And, uh, and uh, actually, the young Anakin Skywalker, before he comes Darth Vader, he says it. And if you go all the way through the series, just about everybody in the, in, in the program says it. But they <laughs> use it to talk about the fact that they're paying attention to the interior inside here just as much as they're paying attention to what's up here. And so I really do believe you have to put your head in your heart and your heart in your head and join those two things together to be able to be an integrated person. So that's where that comes from. And creativity flows. In fact, when, when I am really, really, really low and flat, I have a piano in my office. I have a soundproof wall. I close the door and I sing off key at the top of my lungs. I play the piano. And as I do that, my head and my heart come together. And there's something about singing because when you do it, you're vibrating with your body, you're hearing with your ears, you're looking at the music with your eyes, you're inhaling as you sing, you're playing with your fingers, and you're thinking with your mind. Every part of who you are is engaged in that process. And when I did take piano lessons, the, the, I, the, the piano teacher said, let the piano be an extension of your soul. And as you caress the keys, the sound comes forth. And so I like the quote, because it's it tells me that I need to be in touch with this and this at the same time. I'm thinking that my painting, my art, my process does the same thing for me. Yes. I was doing a lot of geometrics with watercolors. They said, you can't do watercolors on canvas. Well, I was, and I was using 
old earrings where there's one one pierced earring and the other one's lost and punching them through the back of the canvas and, and making collages with things from canned food and from packaging, from cookies and making mixed media collages, I call them. And then I discovered this magic thing called acrylic paint pouring. Oh, yes. My son does. And I use egg cartons to pour paint in layers in, and then I dump it on top of the canvas and tilt the canvas and watch the colors explode into patterns. And then I use a kitchen scraper and I use a balloon filled with water to make flowers and to make backgrounds. And sometimes I'm working on it for a week and I, it's not done until it's done. But I, I feel that something happens when I approach it, David, when I yes. look at that painting and somebody will say, oh, are you done? I say, I don't know. Well, that's a, that my son does. That. So I have a painting upstairs on my, in my living room yep. and my son splattered some paint on a canvas by accident. Oh, turned it upside down and he looked at it and he, he drew a beautiful landscape, just an absolutely beautiful landscape that is, it's gorgeous. It's worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars now, but it's just this amazing kind of thing that draws me in. But that thing about emotion and mind is Mm -hmm. central to what it means to pay attention to the voice. That's what you got to do. Anyway, so there you go. Yes. And things appear. Things yeah. appear in my paintings that I didn't put there. Elephants marching across a page, singers and dancers on a Broadway stage, people in a forest. Uh, things appear that I didn't put there, and they come and they t- yeah. talk to me. So, it just happens. It's a little bit strange. By the way, the one, the picture behind me, with not the caricature, somebody drew that, but this was one of my early paintings of a city. The artist at Voice America put the lips on because of the name of my show, but you'll see the earrings pierced through the canvas behind me, and you see the watercolors of the buildings very, very... See the buildings, Nessa? I get the buildings, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, this was one of my very early first ones, and I did a lot of these with a ruler. I've seen it before. That's the first time I saw it. How wonderful. There there you go. I knew it was yours. I knew it was yours when you said you did that. Thank you. Thank you. So let's go, Judy. You're up next. And Judy's quote is from Geronicus Jangle, played by Forrest Whitaker. And the movie was Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, 2020 American Christmas musical fantasy film, Netflix released November 13th, 2020. And Geronica is an inventor, toy maker, and owner of Jangles and Things. It sounds like a jewelry store, Karen. He (laughs) receives the final component to his latest invention that he believes will change his and his family's lives forever. And the quote, I love this, Judy, brilliance beckons, genius awaits. Judy, how'd you find this one? Go ahead. Well, I was on a constant search writing my book because 75 to 80% of the days have a quote that's connected to the law or the principle. That's harder than you think to find that many quotes. And I was just looking, reading. I just read everything I could get my hands on. I watched movies and I came upon the quote and then I researched where it came from. So I, I, I really need to watch the movie. It was just the quote grabbed my, my soul. <laughs> because if you, if you shut yourself down to the world, if you sit on your couch and just eat popcorn and never go out, never sing, never dance, never try, never, I mean, it's just, I, there was a day when I, about three quarters of the way through writing my book, when I wrote the book about what it, about how you should feel about the awe of, of the universal laws, because the laws that talk about the things that are eternal. Um, and Dr. David, you would understand this probably faster than anybody would. I was just knocked over with awe by the, the brilliance and the 
of the universal law is how it's, it's law that works whether or not you know it's here. It's perfect. And I thought about being a part of the Grand Canyon, like it's just so big. And in that is, is brilliance. It beckons you. It says, come and create with me. Come do something as big as this. I know you can. That's lovely. And, and I think the revelation, and this is not a religious commentary, David, but the revelation of creativity is that I find something coming out of me in my artwork. Ness, you find it in yours and your characters. Karen, you find it in your I jewelry. Can't. Right, David, you find it in your in your stories, in your bestseller book, and and the stories you bring out in people. Judy, you find it in your universal laws and how you practice every you read every day. Something comes out of us that we didn't know was there. We yes. didn't know it was All there. The yeah. Brilliance away. Catch it on the wind, just walking down the road, and poof, there it is. Something. Yeah, I think you have to. Mm -hmm. op we're opening ourselves up to that experience. It sounds really corny, but it works. Speaking of works, let's go to Karen Owak's quote. She's picked a quote, a wonderful one, very iconic from Yoda in Star Wars, Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, 1980, American epic space opera media franchise created by George Lucas, as we know. And uh, Yoda is a small green humanoid alien with tremendous power in the force. We'll leave it at that. I love the quote because it applies to life, Karen. Do or do not, there is no try. If we could teach that to our kids from a young age, I'm going to try, Mom. No. Uh -uh. Do or do. The light is either on or it's off. Forget about the switch that makes it dim or not. It's either on or it's off. It's a zero or it's a one. Karen, how did you find this? Tell me how this works with our creativity theme. Karen? Karen, you're muted, love. That's okay. I taught, I taught this to my children as they grew up. That when they give me the, I'll try. And I know, I knew that is just this non-committal type of answer. And I hear it all the time. I hear it from my patients. I hear it, and I hear it in my own head. And it's, we are so paralyzed by our fears of failing, our fears of just letting that creativity just go and just go with it and not being afraid to to be judged, you know, not not just just do it. And and that's where, you know, we have that creative side and then we have that right that logical side and they fight with each other. And um I have to, in order to get creative, I have to let go of that logical, you know, scientific side and just go with it. And I, and then by just doing and not worrying about, you know, what people are going to think. So there is no try. We either do or do not. And I think your message also is we have to let the ego leave it at the door. Do yes. not be judged, right? Correct. Exactly. Not be judged. Don't worry what people, I don't like it. I like it. I love it. People. I think we spend a lot of, hello, Facebook. We spend a lot of time on Facebook <laughs> clicking like and love and the clap and the heart and the ha ha and the sad and the oh no. So people will like us and we're saying, we love to see you with your 1900 people that in your family in the middle of, of never mm -hmm. mind, sitting at a restaurant all looking happy together. Seriously. We love to see your niece graduating, even though there were five people in the picture and you never told us which one was your niece, but there were three who looked like teenagers and we don't know whether she graduated from college or high school but you know what we're happy for your niece love it so we're we're constantly being asked to compliment and judge 
with a positive, right? It's a big bulletin board. It's a big family bulletin board. Mm-hmm. I don't go on Facebook much, but I do broadcast on Facebook. So there you go. You have Who to hasn't it? gotten in trouble for writing on the walls when they were a kid? Absolutely. I mean, creativity completely flowing is a little bit ornery. And, oh, it's so much fun to be there. <laughs> My daughter's first grade teacher told me she needed remedial drawing within the lines when she was five. <laughs> My daughter is a brilliant artist, a brilliant MD, mm-hmm. a brilliant scientist, and she and her paintings are hanging in my living room framed from the time starting when she was 13. They're gorgeous. Nice. And she was a visionary, and she inspired me to, to do my art, even though it's a different style. But yes, coloring well, in the Give her lines. a hug from me, because anybody out there doing art, I mean... I know. This is bringing peace to the world, whether thing. people know it or not. Absolutely. Karen, what are you showing us, my my dear? My favorite cap. It says, art, break the rules. Love it. Yes. (laughs) That's it. That's that's absolutely it. And I'm going to I'm going to send you links, all of you, I'm going to send you links afterwards to my 10. I'm collaborating with a digital composer, digital music artist in France, and his music is gorgeous. And he sends me sometimes he'll send me a piece that's 20, 30 minutes, and I'll find a minute and a half clip of exactly what I need. And I drop my paintings into a timeline in iMovie, put in the Ken Burns effect. Karen knows I'm talking about for motion. So you're not looking at, oh, there's a painting on a wall. It's in and out. It's coming in and out so constantly in motion looking at the texture and looking at the colors and the, there's a rhythm to it and then I'll add some other special effects and an opening and a closing and I've made 12 of these videos so far and we're putting them on virtual reality on a spatial.io site and we're actually creating NFTs out of them I don't think we'll sell them but it's an interesting concept so yes you will. what a great idea it's it's a lot of <laughs> this is where art is going art is not come by my painting it's I have an NFT yeah, if NFT. you, you want to dabble in crypto we won't go there today let's do some famous <laughs> birthdays I know I know thank you Elon we won't dabble in that right now so I'm hearing somebody's it's a like a computer fan I think going off again let me read you some famous birthdays. If you know who this person is, just raise your hand and wave. I'm hoping that noise goes away. Richard Thomas. Anybody remember John Boy Walton in the Waltons? Yes. 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 1990 miniseries. Whoa. And he yeah. was in the Americans. Well, he's 71 today. I know, I know, Karen. Tim Allen isn't far behind. He's 69. He was the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story movies. And he was Santa Claus in the film series and Galaxy Quest. And Mike Baxter in Last Man Standing, of course. Tim Allen, happy birthday. Ethan Embry, you may not know the name. He's 44. Did anybody watch Grace and Frankie? Yes. Did anybody? Yes. Oh, yeah, a couple times. Coyote, the son Coyote. Ah is Coyote Bergstein, his Grace's son. A little bit interesting kid. and uh, Well, not a kid. They're all grown-ups. And he marries a very, very strange woman. Yes. And uh, he's, he's 44 today. Chris Evans, Captain America and the Avengers, is 41. Yes. Kat Dennings, did anybody see Two Broke Girls? It was yes. About, yes. It was about a waitress and a girl whose father was indicted for something like, you know, like a Madoff thing. Uh, and he was sent to prison and she lost all her money and she was broke. Two broke girls living together with a horse in their backyard. And it was quite an interesting comedy. Kat Dennings, K-A-T, played um, Max Black in the movie. Yes. And she was she was one. And uh, Beth, somebody she's in neighborhood now with um, with Cedric, the engine, the Cedric, the entertainer, Cedric. She's Beth. Her her co-star is in that series now. 
everybody knows Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, don't we all who were Michelle Tanner? The twins played Michelle Tanner in the TV sitcom, TV sitcom Full House, Bob Saget, who passed away. John Stamos, who loves to advertise yogurt. Dave Coulier, I think he's still a comedian. Candace Cameron is all grown up. Jodie Sweetin lost track of her 192 episodes, and it was called The Brady Bunch of the 90s. It was a G-rated dysfunctional family. That was what somebody said. <laughs> and I have an in-memoriam birthday today, Paul Lind, a wonderful comedian. Remember him from Hollywood Squares? What a voice. Show panelist and voice artist loved and admired by his peers and often featured on the most liked TV star lists. Paul Lind was born today in 1926, passed away in 1982. I have some media birthdays, media stars. David, this might be for you. Uh, David, if you're looking for 500,000 subscribers to your YouTube channel, which I don't know if you have, there is a, a person called Annoying TV. That's one word. Annoying TV is the name. He is a gaming expert, popular for his NBA 2K montages, his cheats, his PVPs. I don't even know what this means, kids. And playthroughs. He's only got 500,000 subscribers. Happy birthday to Annoying TV, 23 years old. Why does that concern me? I want to know why that concerns me. Because he has 500,000 subscribers, and we would all love to have that many. Usually I have people with multi-million. Then we have a young lady named Pearlescent Moon. One word, pearlescent moon with a capital M, Judy, in there. 26 years old. She is a Minecraft artist who creates elaborate structures within the gaming world. She only has 550,000 subscribers. You're getting the gist here? Mm -hmm. And then on Instagram, we have a birthday of a 15-year-old who's named Bad Kid Myra. That's one word, B-A-D-K-I-D-M-I-R-A-H. She's an influencer notable for joining a group of rapping influencers called the Bad Kids. And David, she only has 1.1 million followers on her instant account. Insta so give, account. give me the secret sauce. I want the secret sauce. How do you, you do that? You got to go follow Bad Kid Myra. And- <laughs> I have to follow her. <laughs> you got to find out what she's doing. 1.1 million followers. Wow. She's 15 wow. years old. Okay. I think well, I've, I've just discovered Instagram like two months ago. I think we're all doing it wrong. Do something outrageous. Put the book, put your book cover on and put it on TikTok. And yeah. for 15 seconds, I think you're going to get of of followers. I Do you know what happened? So I did a if I you did dance a, on TikTok, you'll get followers. Oh, yeah. well, I shouldn't dance on TikTok. No, I, I, I had uh, a bunch of uh, uh, pictures and video and, and so on, on on Instagram and I get 150 hits. I did one 30 second talk. I got 1700 hits. And the difference between the two was that I said something pithy and fast. I said it for 30 seconds and I was done. And I made one little application and boom, I got 1,700 hits. And that I compared that to what I did with my, you know, I, I wrote a little thing and it was not very nice, you know, and I, I got this nice thing done. It took me hours and hours and hours to do that. The other one was about getting my oil changed. I was standing outside my mechanic place because my <laughs> daughter had graduated the day before. I completely forgot about the appointment to get my oil changed. I called the mechanic up and he was very kind to me. And so I was standing in the parking lot of getting my oil changed. And I said, you know, I forget. God doesn't forget. That's all I said. 700 hits. <laughs> you you are sitting on a gold mine of followers and hits, David, with your theme because yes. it's, it's over yeah. the top and it's something that people may not be willing to talk about exactly the way you are. So you're on track. You you know what the hit, where they keep those cards and letters coming, keep those hits coming. Great. So it was a 30 second soundbite that did the job. Yep. Yeah, 
absolutely. That's, that's what did it. It wasn't like the long, elaborate thing. It wasn't the pretty picture. It was the seventeenth. It was the thirty-second soundbite. I know, and I follow several celebrities on Twitter, and sometimes all they tweet is like that. That's that one word with a link, like that two words, or wow, or mm-hmm. say it again, or that just the word that with an exclamation point and a link i click the link to see what they're talking about one word on a tweet one word because they're following somebody and they're saying go follow this link there's a story there i don't have to tell you the story i just have to lead you to the story they get the click the other person gets the gets the follower or the the follow to the story so i'm learning forth creates a a higher visual Yes. with the algorithm absolutely and i'm finding people who just post one or two and a lot of celebrities are doing this they'll just post one or two words so that yeah or yeah. again or say what and it goes somewhere i i thought wow that's really empty no it's so I, i'm a high-tech honestly i am a high-tech redneck i don't know what i'm doing with social media i'm in my 60s and i've i've had to learn this from scratch in fact the only reason i'm on it is because i had to right and i've discovered that the shorter the better the sh- mm-hmm. If you make it really crisp, you make a clear application and you're done and you're out, people will listen to that while they're driving or they'll listen to it while they're walking down the street yes. on their phone. And the next thing you know, they're following you. That's right. And why do you think I have rules on all my radio shows, three minute sound bites? Because as wonderful as you all are, you don't need to talk for a half hour. You need to talk a little bit of clips so everybody can hear a lot of voices. They want to hear Ness. They want to hear Karen. They want to hear Judy. They want to hear David. They want to hear me, but not in long drive. They want to hear bits and pieces. They want the brain to absorb, right, Judy? Just a little bit of everybody yeah. and say, oh, I heard a lot of interesting people. Speaking of which, we have to go through quickly through the holidays. It's 51 after already. I have to close at 57. So today is Eat Flexitarian Day. That's a combined diet of plant-based foods, meat, and animal products with an emphasis on plants-based. It's also Weed Your Garden Day. It's also Kitchen Klutzes of America Day. Have you ever dropped something on the floor in the kitchen? Well, heck yes. And it's Sewing Machine Day. And I discussed last week that I had my mother's 1944 Singer sewing machine in the table that opens up. I haven't used it in a while. Tomorrow is National Bath Day. You're welcome to take one. It's Monkey Around Day, Bourbon Day, Forklift forklift Safety Day. And when you're not running a forklift, it's Strawberry Shortcake Day tomorrow. On Wednesday, it's Prune Day. Well, maybe you won't need one after the strawberry shortcake. I don't know. It's, I'm sorry. Not if you have it with the bourbon. Yeah. I could, I could, that, this is true. Yes, it's, it's, it's a moving and shaking, right? Uh, it's a smile power day and photography day. Thursday, the 16th is fresh veggies day. Okay. It's fudge day. I'm not sure what kind of fudge, and it's Arborist Appreciation Day. Hug a tree and hug the arborist who's taking care of it. Friday is Global Garbage Man Day. Okay, very important. Today's Garbage Day on Monday, and I was the first one on my block to go out and take the the green can in. Next week is green and blue cans. I have nothing to say about that. Um, I, I lived in an apartment for 30 years in Long Island, and we had a the dumbwaiter thing, and you took your garbage in a bag, and you opened the lid, you opened the thing, and you pushed it down, and it went in the basement. You didn't have to look at it. Anyway, okay. Uh, Saturday is International Picnic Day. 
It's sushi day. I don't know how sushi would do. It's going to be 104 here in Durham tomorrow. We have a national heat advisory. It was 102 today. I'm inside, and thank you. I'm able to pay my electricity, and the air conditioning is delicious. Let's leave it at that. It's also <laughs> cherry tart day, if you didn't have enough of the strawberry cheesecake. Straw- yeah, strawberry shortcake. It's go fishing day, and it's world juggling day. I think we're all juggling our busy lives right now. That counts. <laughs> Sunday is Father's Day. Happy to all of the... Yes, I don't celebrate anymore because my dad passed, but I did when he was alive, and my son's family celebrates with him, and that's good. Uh, It's also National Garfield the Cat Day, the world's most opinionated feline from global politics to his infatuation with. Does anybody know what he's infatuated with? There's a food. Yeah. But Nessa, you got the award on that one. Okay. And it's National Watch Day. Does anyone, I don't know whether you're supposed to look at something or wear a watch. And it's Turkey Lovers Day. And next Monday, before I come on the air, is Hike with a Geek Day. Sounds interesting. David, we'll have to talk about that one. Yes. It's ice, ice cream soda day. I'm all for that. It's take your cat to work day. Well, if you work from home, that's not a problem. It's vanilla milkshake day. Ooh, mm-hmm. ice cream soda, vanilla milkshake. I, I could have both, really. Mm-hmm. And it's ugliest dog day. My grandpuppies are beautiful dogs, so I don't know what ugliest dog's day would be. We're just about out of time, so what I'd like to do is like to go around the room and have you each. We're not quite there, but we got about two, four minutes, Josh just told me, and that was two minutes ago. Three minutes, thank you, Josh, keeping me on time here. I want to get a website from each of you where you where people can find you and spell the website if you can, or I'll spell it for you. So let's go to you. Grandma Ness, where can people find you and your books, dear? www.grandmaness.com, G-R-A-N-D-M-A-N-E-S-S.com. That's me. Thank you very much, Dr. David Chatka. Where can people um, find you? Yes, it's www.spirit, like in spiritual, equipped like in equipment. SpiritEquip.com, and there I am. And you can book me and you can get me to speak for you. S-P-I-R-I-T-E-Q-U-I-P.com. That's it. Well done. You did that beautifully. I came in second. I came in second in the spelling bee because I misspelled <laughs> exercise when I was eight. I thought there was a C. I thought it was E X C E R C I S E. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't doing it enough. Let's go around. Judy Bailoff, where can people find you? www.judybailoff.com. J-U-D-Y-B-A-L-L-O-F-F. Spell the last name again so people know. Go ahead. B-A-L-L-O-F-F. Perfecto. Thank you very much. Karen Owak, where can people find you? On my website at karenowak.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-O-W-O-C.com. That's lovely. And I, I'm sorry we didn't get to your creativity statements you all sent me, but I think you blended a lot of them into your conversation, and I appreciate that. We just had so much to talk about. I want to do a shout-out to Josh, my engineer. He's a one-name wonder. Everybody say on the count of three, thank you, Josh. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, Josh. Josh. See, Josh, you are appreciated. There you go. Gets us on the air every Monday night, and I appreciate you, Josh. <laughs> and let's see what we're going to do. I'm going to close with my words of wisdom. Uh, maybe they are, maybe they're not, but I close every week with this. And if you want to stick around, guests, for, we can talk for a few minutes. I'll even show you one of my videos. We'll stay on Zoom. Life yeah. is short. Listen to this. You all know this. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Yes. Kiss slowly. Trust me, it's the only way. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably. Everybody laugh with me. One, two, three. 
I end every show with that. I love it. And never regret anything that made you smile. God said that to us, David. And now here's the final opening. Work, closing. Work like you don't need the money, because even if you do, nobody wants to hear your heartache. Work like you're enjoying it. Find something to do that makes you happy. Dance like no one's watching. But when I used to teach dancing, everybody watched. Sing like nobody's listening. Don't listen when I sing. It's not so good. Love like you've never been hurt, because we all have find a way to let your heart regenerate, to come back to life, to regrow. Love is out there. It will come to you or you will go to it and love yourself. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, I stole this line from somebody years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red over and out, everybody. Wave goodbye to Facebook. Don't go away, guests. Bye, Facebook. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>